This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live, and our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item or an old collection of something and you're curious about its value, you can call this show and get a free assessment from an expert. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free. You can call one 866 740-4740. So whether you have some gold or silver or jewelry, fine china, figurines, sports cards, autographs, memorabilia, an antique TV you're curious about, maybe an old piece of farm equipment, whatever you have, we got a guy in studio who can handle it all. He has found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, finding the value that other people overlook. His name is Paul Kenny, and you know him from Storage Wars Canada on TV, as well as Northern Treasures on A&E. Paul Kenny, what's happening? What a week. Good week? Oh, yeah. Well, it started off good because we were on A&E, and I actually spent Wednesday watching me. Yeah, on, what's on that? A- That's got to be surreal. Is that weird? You're just at home in your oh. pajamas watching yourself on TV. In pajamas? No, it's 9 o'clock at night. We're prime time. We're not 4 in the morning stuff. Oh, okay. We're sure. prime time. Well, I didn't mean it as an insult. I'm just saying you're at okay. home. I don't know what you wear at home. You're a house coat. Yeah. <laughs> so we're watching that. This was the one where Bogart uh, had the chastity belt, and that was real. That actually, she did give him a squeeze on the cheeks. Oh, I think I remember this episode. This is the one where the most interesting and bizarre character was that woman, was it not? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Who she's is always... she, by the way? Um, Nancy. I, I like her. She's, she's got hilarious. spunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's her. She's she's all there. And so... Does she have a shop? That's a, Where is that? Do you know? Ah, she's up yeah. in, uh, in, in uh, th- north of us in Richmond Hill. Okay. Well, I'm sure whoever, if they know her, you wouldn't forget her. They know yeah. who we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, no. She was a lot of fun. The best lines we couldn't put in the show. From her. Oh, from her. Yeah. We couldn't put those in the I love show. those people. Love yeah, them. no. And like, Eccentric. I'm, yeah, no, she's she's over there. But and we had that. And on Thursday night, I was in a poker tournament for um, Habitat for Humanity down London, put on by the Colliers people, who did a great job. They raised some money for charity. And um, I got some money because I cashed in the money. Where'd you finish, by the way? Second. 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 In the uh, money. In the money. And on Friday night, I played in the poker tournament. And... Uh, this week we I've, we're into this hoarder's house. So I said well, we've got the two thousand dolls and five thousand uh, action figures and uh, one hundred paintings and two hundred oil lamps. Whatever she has in this house, there's a lot of it. No matter, there's not one. There's no such thing in this house where she's got one of something. Yeah, it's like there's twenty radios. There's a hundred clocks. There's Quality stuff. Yeah, but it's, I, I still have to sell it, you know. And yeah. we're, well, we're going to be dealing with a lot of dealers or even the public. So if I have some customer, some listener out there wants two thousand dolls, we can help them. What kind of dolls are they? Everything from bisque dolls to there's at least a thousand Barbies. I only need a thousand, so I guess I I won't no. give you a call. I, don't but I do need a thousand dolls. Yeah, it's actually weird to look at, you know, but. It's what I do, and I've helped these other people out, and we're going to take care of it. And we've had some doll people in and says, oh, I only want this one doll. I says, no, I want, I want to sell them by the case or not at all, mm. you know, that type of thing. But That is a service that you guys provide. I should tell people about that. You also have a store. His store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. You can come in with your jewelry or other fine goods. You can consign things like fine art, which would mean that uh, you would basically take the lion's share of the income from the sale, but you rent space from him to sell it and get it marketed, all these sorts of things. Again, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's just north of Major McKenzie. But you guys also do you know, estate work. You'll you'll clean out an entire house. You'll do all these sort of... A lot of times, unfortunately, we'll lose a loved one, and maybe yeah. they lived alone, and you don't know what they have, and your only inclination is to hire a bunch of people to 
take it out in five or ten dumpsters. Well, that's no. not the way. There, valuables are, sometimes there are markets for items that you didn't even think would be worth thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars, but you need to know what's in these homes, and it's, it's a shame to throw this stuff in the garbage. Well, that's what we do. We'd, at the end of it, they have a swept-clean home. I mean, if there's nothing there, the house is ready for sale, and that's our whole target, is to take everything in the house and find a home for it, get the most money we can for you, because the more money they make, the more money we make. Mm-hmm. And that's that kind of keep, that's our main mantra for doing business. Yeah. You know, and it takes me, I got to talk about the second chance thing again this week. I know I do it every week where people get should get second opinions. This week, it worked out well for a guy. You remember how they used to have $2 bills? We have 40 uncut sheets. Oh, my God. Is this the guy who called in last week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes there, and he got, but luckily for me, he called because he went to my neighbor, and they offered him an uncut sheet of $10 bills, and they offered him maybe $50 over. Okay? We okay. end up giving him $2,000. Wow. What made so, this so special? Is no, it just what they go for? Because, be, no, What's they're going just on? better. We're being distracted with... Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, we got yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. No, but it was back to my Bob McCowan look. For those people who are streaming us. Yeah. Paul said, have, let's do the Bob McCowan. So we're wearing sunglasses in studios. I can't see a thing, by the way. Okay, okay. I can see the <laughs> score of the board here. But on, uh, so no, this is a case of where he says, well, where's Paul? And we were right next to him. He went to the wrong shop, but he got his second opinion. And we ended up like vindicating and says, yeah, here's, I'm giving you over 2000 I gave him t- a little over what 2000 was the original offer? I think 450. 400, so you more than double. Yeah, no, we wow. went 2000. No, but he had a couple of them. He had some nice ones, but it was almost I hate I hate to be if someone else, a little a, a grandmother, someone goes in and their husband had collected these over the years and they went in and they said we're professional buyers. Well, a professional buyer should not offer you $450 for $2000 worth of stuff. Yes. That should not happen. Yes. And if they don't know any better, and they were saying, oh, the corners were wrinkled, that doesn't matter with this. People are framing them. This, it, it made me mad when it happened because I said, it, you're lucky you called in the show, and then you came and saw us, and we made them money. But the idea that someone didn't call the show goes there, and they got all the, the fancy doors and all that stuff, and you think you're getting the high prices because they sell for a lot of money. doesn't mean they pay for it, pay a lot for it. Right. But this is a case where second second opinions well, made like this gentleman. dollars difference, yeah. At $40, it was, I don't know, $25, $30 a foot for every foot he walked, okay? And this is why we're, we're next to that place, and I want people to just give us a second chance. If, if, we, if he pays more... Sell it to the highest guy. You know what I mean? So I keep on saying it, but that's yeah, enough We sort of that. veered away from talking about it, but you guys are both located in the same sort of plaza area. With the wall. Well, the wall, the story goes, you guys moved in, and then he constructed an eight-foot cinder block wall separating your yeah. lot from his lot. Yeah, he didn't like us. Yeah, I but He didn't why. want his customers yeah. to see us. Yes. And I just, now we just tell him, we're on the other side of the wall. Just come and see us. We're on the other side of the wall. But... Second class, second opinions are very important, and that's where we're going to be our next guest. We have, you know, I'm going next week to um, the Sports Card Expo. Yeah, and there's some celebrities going to be there on yeah. top of you, but the a- athletes, superstars. Montana's yeah. going to be there, yeah. Uh, Bobby Orr. Mm-hmm. But we have the organizer for that on the line, and we're going to ask him some questions. Steve, are you there? Steve Menzies is here. on the line from here in Toronto. Here. Sorry to make you wait there, but I have to rant once a week, eh? I got to oh, tell I people would. to get a second opinion. And you know, don't you have like, in this this event, which is May 4th, 5th, and 6th, right? The International Center? That's it, yep. And the, you've got, five, how many dealers are going to be there? Yeah, you're going to get about 200 different opinions at this show. Um, yeah. And from all across Ontario, Quebec, the U.S. I actually got dealers from across the country. Well, see, that's, that's where I want people to go. If they want to sell stuff, you get 200 opinions. Make sure one of the opinions is mine. Search me out, <laughs> okay? And then you don't have to pay. I'll be there autographing at my booth. And uh, me, I'm different from everyone else. I'm going to pay you 500000 Zimbabwe dollars for all the guests <laughs> who want to come and get my autograph, okay? I want you to autograph a check for me, Paul. Okay, that'll happen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Now, what guests have you got there? I saw Bobby Orr. Now, who else do you got there? Well, that's right. There. I've got uh, my my three headliners. Any one of them would would typically be headlining guests at a show. But yeah, I've got Bobby Orr, Joe Montana, and Cal Ripken Jr. All um, the same show. All the same show. Okay. And, and I've got another twenty plus guests over and above that. Um, you know, name hockey greats like you know Bossy Trache and Clark Gillies. Um, the New York Islanders. Yep. 
the uh, a lot of cups there. A lot of um, cups, a lot of goals, yeah. a lot of assists. Okay. Ter- terrible Ted Lindsay. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of guys that that backed up Bob Ewer very well, Johnny Busick and uh, and Rick Middleton. Um, and we've got six Montreal legends, including Yvonne Carmier, Jacques Lemaire, uh, Guy Carboneau, Pierre Mondou, Mario Tremblay, and Yvonne Lambert. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You've mentioned all the bad teams. Toronto. <laughs> we No, no. In case you don't know, this show is in Toronto, right? And I, last week I was looking. I didn't see any any Toronto guests. What's I happening know, here? It's, well, it's, an, it's a national show, but we would never disappoint It's going to attract visitors uh, from all over. <laughs> They're all welcome. Don't make them feel unwelcome. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Who do you got from Toronto? Well, we've got a ton of Toronto. Most of them are from Toronto. They just haven't played here in a while. Okay. Uh, we've got a ton of guys from uh, uh, all teams, and typically uh, we've got a lot of Leafs in the past uh, six or seven shows. But uh, we just announced on Thursday we've got uh, uh, Ron Ellis and, uh, and Bobby Bond. Uh, so this is breaking news? Leafs. Yep. This is, now say again. Bobby heard here first. Bobby uh, Bond. Bobby Bond and Ron Ellis. Remember that picture of him holding the cup? That's yeah. one of my favorite pictures of all time. He's just sweating, and he's got the puck. I think the puck's, the cup's in his left-hand side, and he's just holding it. If people want to get a picture autographed, that's the one I'd have in my man cave. Absolutely. Okay. And, and the other night, in the last uh, Leafs game, they talked about Bobby Bond and his famous uh, uh, game-winning goal on a broken leg and all of yeah. that. Bobby will be there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the Leafs fans will, can rejoice with that. Uh, we've also got some other Toronto rates. Uh, Dave Winfield and Jack Morris. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the uh, uh, leading guys from the Jays back in the day, uh, as well as Tim Raines, uh, just inducted into the Hall of Fame last year. Uh, the Rock, the Rock, yeah, yeah. Dave One Schultz, Dave the Hammer Schultz. So you're um, covering everything. Do you have any wrestlers? No. <laughs> speaking of fighters, uh, we have uh, we have Mark Henry. I don't know if you, you may know him better as Sexual Chocolate, but uh, uh, 2018 <laughs> Hall of Fame WWE. Um, okay. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Also, he was a world strong man and he's a powerlifting champion. So wait, walk yeah. me through the dates, the venue, uh, you know, how much it costs to get in and even where I should be parking. Yeah, yeah of course. So the dates are uh, next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, May 4th to the 6th at the International Center on Airport Road. And it's in hall number five. Uh, one of the reasons we do it there is parking is free. Uh, kids under 12 are free with uh, with adults, but... Wow! I have to say, yeah, I don't usually have to say that because most twelve-year-olds. That's a good deal. Adult. Okay. <laughs> uh, tickets are uh, twelve dollars for Friday, uh, fifteen dollars Saturday or Sunday. Okay. Or there's a thirty-dollar weekend pass, and a lot of the people coming do get uh, do get a weekend pass. There's a lot to see. Uh, oh yeah. On each day, and not all guests are there each day. You know, we've got a, a complete okay. schedule of the guest appearance times, days, and times on our website, uh, which is Sport Card. Expo.com. Oh, so they can go there. I'm actually there right now. I see a picture. You couldn't walk this in one day. There looks like thousands. I mean, there's thousands of people there. You say there's 200 dealers? Yeah, there's over 200 dealers, more than 400 booths, um, you know, 100,000 plus square feet of, uh, of you know, sports memorabilia. No, not just sports. It's primarily sports memorabilia, yeah. collectibles. Um, there's some non sports, uh, comics, historic pieces, okay. that kind of thing. Yeah. I know I'm bringing my, you know, the Gretzky sheet, the world famous Gretzky yeah, rookie yeah. card. I'm going to yeah. have a sheet, an uncut sheet of with Gretzky on it from his first year. Nice. And oh, I'm going to have, cool. no, this is some of the stuff at my booth that I want people to come and see me. I mean, I'm, we're publicizing your show, but I actually want people to see me too, eh? How <laughs> much should Paul charge per autograph? I can't. I can't. I don't know. I just, I thank God when they don't throw rocks at me and stuff like that. No, no, this is good. Okay. So next week, I'll be there, and I'll be paying $500,000 to people who want to come up. And like I say, you've got the rest of the guests there. Oh, there's one thing to mention as well. Isn't JSA going to be the people who authenticate autographs? Aren't they yeah, going to be well, there? We've got a, a great number of, uh, of corporate people that, that are there. Upper Deck is uh, okay. obviously there, and their their new redemption program is one of the highlights of the show. Um, we have uh, you know, Fanatics, which is basically their, their slogan is uh, license to everything. Uh, oh, yeah, but I'm more concerned about the people who have autographed yeah. stuff at home. If they want to get authenticated, they can come there, right? They, absolutely, they can come there. Great. They, so they've got on-site authentication. Um, uh, Beckett is also there doing rock card reviews. And okay. Submissions for cards. Uh, so Perfect. I'll be done. Yeah. Okay. And then any of the signatures that you do buy from guests that are there come with a uh, 
uh, a certificate of, authentic- okay. of authenticity. So this is a great idea. I'm going to be there, and I'm looking forward to seeing you there. So it's fourth next weekend, f- starting on Friday, Saturday, May 4th, Sunday, fifth and sixth at the International Center. And people free like, parking, twelve dollars. Yeah. To get in, if the kid is under 12 and with you, they're getting in for free. And it's worth yeah. every cent. This is a world-class event. Yeah, it's been going on since 1991. It's okay. Those a year. Yeah, it's, okay. It's a great event. Thank you, Steve. We got Because we have got calls coming through as well. And right. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. I'm looking forward to some of our uh, listeners coming there and seeing us as well. All right. They'll be beating a path to your booth, Paul, and I'll look forward to seeing it. Good Thanks. talking to you, Steve. So, okay, listen, that's a Thanks. good surface, by Thank the way. You. you know, if you got an autograph from somebody in the 60s or 70s and it's on an old program, to go to a show like that to get it authenticated by yeah. one of these big names, not only is it valuable, but it sort of it does authenticate it if you ever wanted to sell it or even put it in your collection and maybe frame it. It's so yeah. much better to have a, an expert look at it before you do something else with that autograph, right? Yeah. Maybe it's on a glove, maybe it's on a bat, whatever the case. Oh, yeah. For 12 bucks, you're in and you're talking to somebody who can tell you if it's real or not and how much it might be worth. On the spot. That's pretty cool. And if they can't make it to the show, they can drop it into my shop. But I'd like to see them at the show. And I'd like them before they sell it. Come and see me. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We're live and here to take your phone calls. Whether you have old collectibles, gold, silver, maybe some fine china or silverware uh, uh, collection you have, figurines, sports cards, an old radio, toys, jewelry, coins, whatever you have, you can call this show and get a real-time estimate of what your items might be worth. Maybe it's something that's been lying in your basement for 40 years, an old heirloom you forgot about, an old figurine you forgot about that you maybe inherited. You can get a real-time market value by calling this number right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Why don't we go to Elsie right now? Elsie is calling from Brantford. Elsie, how are you? I'm just fine. And what do you have? How are you? Pretty good. Good. I've been listening to all that interview. It's very interesting. Nice. All right. Good stuff. And you can come and see us next weekend. Oh, if I could, I would. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The two things I was going to ask you about, and I have been listening for a while, and I've written down a lot about the cups and saucers, so I'm not going to get into that. But what about the old cornflower crystal? Okay. And I have lots of it. Okay, now cornflower. Here's a little known fact. Right after the war, Canada was short of money. Okay, mm-hmm. and it, all the, the authentic cornflower was made by the Hughes uh, Corporation, not the Hughes that does the airplanes, but it's called Hughes. Mm-hmm. Now they had to. What the real rule was that you could not import decorated ca- crystal or glass into Canada. You could oh. only in, you could only import blanks. And it had to be de- decorated here, so it was like a make pro- make work project here. And they from were the Canadian s- government, so that would create jobs and create jobs yeah, and with- create an industry, right? And mm. Hughes is sold now. Back to your question on the so that's why you have and Hughes was one of the biggest buyers from people like uh, Hawk and Hawks and Libby and all the big American companies because they would go wherever they got the glass deal because they used to buy it by the uh, the train card full. Okay, now. Your colored glass, which is one that is worth the most money, your clear stuff, unless it's an amazing piece, is not worth as much as it used to be. People aren't collecting as much. But if you have pink, you have the blue, which would have come... I have a blue with a little girl on it, and I have a pink with something on it, too. But that's drinking glasses. I wouldn't consider that... Yeah, no, they sell the color. What happens with the the Hughes cornflower, if you've got the actual Hughes cornflower there, is that the colors, no matter what the piece is, will sell for 10 to 15 times, maybe even up to 100 times more than the clear will sell. A pink bowl, 8, 10 inches across, in uh, pink candlewick would probably sell, pink would sell for $300, $250. A covered candy dish... Two hundred and fifty uh, tumblers, seventy five dollars each. If they're in well, I've colors, I got two of those. I got okay. a blue one. I have a blue one and a pink one in that the tum- the glass tumbler thing. Yeah, yeah. With a little girl on it. Now the clear will sell in sets, but where it used to sell for eight to ten dollars a stem is now selling for two to three dollars a stem. Well, that means no matter what the size is. And that's the colored only. No, no, that's the clear. The clear one? Oh, that's the ones that... How much, yeah. Say that again, please. The clear ones will sell for 2 to 3 to $5 each, and that's it. And if someone is comes in right? and they want to buy it. But if well, you had a colored... It's pretty old. Yeah. 
Oh, it's old, but the colored stuff is the rarest stuff, and the collectors are always after that. If you oh, had I the see. old catalogs for the Hughes cornflower, no, they can be worth two to three hundred dollars. Oh okay? my goodness! Yes, yes. See now well, that or a salesman I... sample, we sold one for nine hundred dollars. I think I'll keep them till I get somebody to really check them out, like you. Somebody yeah. that checks it out in person. And I've just one more quick one, and sure. I'll, I won't go on any longer. Uh, what about the Wade China, which is a beautiful sky blue with gold leaves on it, things like that? Okay, Wade is mainly Wade. known. Okay, you know the little tea figures. Yes. The nursery rhyme. They uh-huh. were made by Wade. Yes. And Wade is a big factory in England. And they used to have those little tea figures. And you remember that commercial said, only in Canada, what a pity? Uh-huh. And that's because those little Wade figures are only made for the Canadian market. Oh, so that's I why they... I a few of those, too, but I didn't think they would be near so... Uh, oh, they go for know, two... As the blues, the, the, the lovely pale blue that I've got, that we've had, in, oh, I don't know how many years. I've been married 68 years, and I had it... Yeah, from the beginning, so it's got to be maybe 50, 60 years old. Wade used to make figurines like the Royal Dolphins. And Steins, didn't they? Yeah, and the The Steins. 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 Steins, well, mainly also the pictures, like barware, where you would have Gibson's rum on it or something like that. Those are worth the most. They're worth $30, $40 now, and people do collect them. Wade made some nice stuff, but they're known for those little figurines or the advertising stuff because they would sell to other, other agencies. Okay. Does that help you? Yes. Mine aren't. I don't have a lot of the little. I do have a few, but the steins and the blue china with the gold on, I got that, and I didn't know if it was valuable. I guess it's got value. Everything's got love. There's no such thing as bad product, just bad pricing. How's that? Okay? <laughs> okay. Thank that's you. Fine. I'll Elsie, let thank you for your phone call. On. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on this sunny Sunday afternoon. If you have a rare, interesting item or an old collection of something you're curious about its value, uh, maybe you don't even own it. Maybe it's a friend of yours. Maybe you found an old hot rod in the middle of a field and you want to talk a farmer into selling it to you. I don't know. <laughs> but we can uh, help you here with pricing. We have an expert on all things stuff. He has found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically identifying value that other people overlook. Our phone number here is 416-360-0740. We'll be right back. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Good afternoon, and welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live, and our phone lines are open, 416-360-0740. If you have a rare, interesting item or just a collection of something, you're curious if it has any special value. Also, uh, Paul Kenny, the star of the show. You know him from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures. He has a store. It's located on Young Street in Richmond Hill. So it's right on Young, just north of Major McKenzie. The actual address is 10,341 Young Street. You can call that store during regular workweek hours if you want to see Paul specifically or whatever your question is. The number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Paul, you're off mic right now. Listen, what's going on? You've turned the studio into, it looks like, a flea market. What's happening here? Uh, Sorry, an upgrade flea market. No, this was my pick of the week. Okay. This yes. is my pick of the week. I got to move this in, Matt. So I'm going to try and get the sign on. Here's if you're the sign. watching online, he's holding up a giant black porcelain sign. Porcelain sign it says Nestle's Swiss Milk. Now the thing about this, this is kind of cool. In that someone picked this at the Mississauga garage sale this weekend for five dollars. He sold it to me for a hundred and fifty. Yeah. I huh? hope to get a thousand for it. Well, it's a nice sign. No, but tap it's... it for me. Let me hear that. Oh, it's metal. Yeah, yeah, it's metal, enamel. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen this sign before, so I'm still researching it. And I didn't buy it right away because I do my research. 
Okay. I don't want someone's inventory problem become mine. <laughs> I'll take it off your hands for 300 and flips it for 3000 Yes. Yeah, you don't no, want no. that problem. Yes. No, I'm going to do the work. But he just said, here's my price. I says, oh, I'm good. He's good. I got to take it out of the way because it's ruining my mic thing here. But so, we, yeah, big Nestle sign. What does it say? Richest in ice cream or something like that? Yeah, it's a but nice definitely sign. 30s. No, metal sign. You think that's from the 30s? Oh, yeah. Wow. No, no. For sure. For sure this is from the 30s. And even like these are from the 60s. These are part of my pick for the week as well. This are you going to hold Indian that up? Joe. What is that? Indian Joe? Indian what is Joe. That? It's a toy. Yeah, these are the mechanical toys. Now, if the people are screaming. With the box. With the box. Now, they have got two of these, and they're, these are from the 1960s Alps. These are probably worth between $40 and $150, depending on where you sell them. Okay. Interesting. Okay. With the box, and they still work. Now, this came out of the pick of the week. Is that a tin toy? It's an old robot. This is a robot. Greg stand? Craigston. Oh, Craigston. Okay. okay. This in mint shape is probably worth about eight to $900. Really? Okay. And this shape, not even working like this, as is, this is probably $300. Wow. People collect robots. And this is probably made by a similar company, Craigston and Alps with the similar companies. Yep. I know you say, okay, flea market, but these are upscale flea market I stuff. think you took it as an insult. I didn't mean it as a negative. Does that have negative connotations? What do you call it? Well, some people think that way. It's okay, like, well, I didn't mean it that way. Well, that's why I call our show Consignment Heroes okay, rather than Pawn Stars. I feel like we're stars. fighting now. Okay, there's a bunch of old stuff in the studio. Sorry. So, okay. So, but these are the things we're picking for the week. As I say, things I got that I, I really like. Things yeah. that might not make it out of my collection. And you have some vintage toy cars as well. Oh, yeah. Old tin oh. cars. And McBanks. People love banks. This oh, is a old tin bank. If you wind it up, and it still works. The hand so it's comes a coffin. Out. It's a, a metal coffin. coffin and a skull, and a hand reaches out to collect the money. Yeah. And it says you can't take it with you, but you can try. Okay, that's kind of so, cool. That's actually very apropos for our show. Yes. <laughs> but on something like this, with the idea this is a cross collectible. People like it because um, it's it's uh, a bank. It's Halloween. Still works too. It still works. Wow. It's metal, and it, this is a cool piece. This is probably going to be about seventy-five dollars. I haven't yeah, looked it it's up. It's nice. Yet. All the art's there. Still yeah, got the finish on it. Same with the big Nestle sign. The finish is still on it, right? Like oh the, yeah. The clear coat or whatever it is it looks great. Well, the people collect this and they collect gas station stuff. But this is why I go into people's houses. They have this stuff. Just someone sold that sign for five dollars. Yeah. This week. Okay. Wild. The guy who picked it, he said, I bought that for $5, and I didn't care what he paid for it. I paid him what he asked for it. I would have probably paid him a little bit more. But he said, 150 I said, okay, we're done. I'll take it. But the idea that someone sold for $5 is dumb. <laughs> well, that's like a story. I don't know who that it. person is, yeah. but they made a mistake. Every time, that's a mistake. Okay. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's get back to the phone lines. And again, if you have a rare, interesting item, you can call this show live, Consignment Heroes, on Zoomer Radio, 416-360-0740. I want to go to Gary in Frankfurt? Frankfurt. Where's that? Uh, just uh, north of Trenton Air Base. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. What do you got? Uh, guys. Well, uh, when I was living with my mother, my wife uh, got a cup and saucer set, Ainsley. Okay. Tea of Knowledge, reading with uh, a book included. Okay, now what's the inside of it look like, though? A lot of gold, a lot of flowers, or just... Uh, well, it's got all the cards, et cetera, for reading, for doing tea leaf reading. Yeah. Right? Probably in today's market, $25, $30. What they're looking for, and I say this, and I don't, I don't mind repeating, because people, if you're having a church sale or something like that, you should ask me to, which ones are the good ones. Yeah. If the more gold, it's mainly gold and flowers, which is selling, the more flat, it's inside the bowl... And the bowl's got to open out, not like the ones that close in. Yeah, it does, yeah. And now, and Ainsley made them. Ainsley's, they're hand-painted. The more gold, the more flowers, the more money you get for them. It really is like that simple rule of thumb. Paragon's the same thing. Some Minton, not really Royal Dalton. It can't be part of a big set. It's got to be more giftware. Something that in 1960, you're going to a bridal shower, and everyone got... Cups and saucers. Mm. Okay, not everyone. They all gave the bride, sorry, yeah, cups least, and saucers. It's at least pre-60 anyway. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. the age is right. Yep. But what's happening is even what I'm saying about this is why people should take advantage now. And we talk about the cups and saucers. Three years ago, the same cups and saucers I'm paying $200 for, I wouldn't give you $3 for three years ago. 
Mm-hmm. They just didn't sell. They we we have abundance of cups and saucers in this country. We have more China here. Uh, like I, I think I've mentioned this before that uh, Ashley's used to import more bone china into its one store than was sold in the entire United States. Wow, that's how much bone china because we had preferential treatment from the English. Okay, so the English England would want to ship over their bone china to us. In the United States, was protecting its industries, and we had high tariffs on bone china from England. Okay, well, so they don't sense. have any. That makes sense, given the two histories. We're an outpost of England and America. Yeah, but this is where history wasn't come- into it. We'll say wasn't into it. <laughs> but this is where history is now helping along because the Americans and apparently they're having tea with certain uh, additives in in California now. They're having high tea. What and, do you mean high tea, like with marijuana in it. That? Yeah. And they're special want, leaves from <laughs> special leaves. Okay, that's how I'll put it. And they're having they want to buy our cups and saucers. They don't have them down there. It's not the same thing if you have them out of an earthenware mug. They want to have it fine China. Right. And yeah. the other stuff is actually going to China. Our other cups and saucers. Gotcha. But if they're really pretty, and the English used to pride themselves. But you know, it was old tea cups and saucers. I mean, you're talking about okay, the market was stronger ten years ago, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's gone for good. It could easily come back. They could do they could revitalize a show like Downton Abbey and feature one of these Ainsley cups, and then everyone will want them around the world. It, it, it's just ebb and flow. Yes, yes. Yeah. But you're saying if you're selling them now, you're on the lower side of the market. Yeah, just wait another hundred. Curiosity years. more than anything else is the registration and the number qualified for anything. Yeah, no, that'll actually, you can use the registration to find exactly what year was made. Oh, okay. And that's good for 10 years. So you'd be able to nail this down to 1890 to 1900. The front and the back digits don't indicate what year it was made. Pardon? The front and the back digits. No, you have to go by the number. Hmm? This is something to help people. In the old days, you used to have a diamond mark on the back of China or certain things that had like a registry mark. That was like our patent numbers today. That registry mark was made in England when they were ruling the world, and they would have that number on there, and you would know it was issued in a certain year, and that's how you would know what your product is from. Okay. You're listening to Simon Heroes. Our next caller is Rita in Toronto. Rita, how are you? Oh, hi there. How are you? Pretty good. good. What do you have? I have. I've had them for a long time. Um, they they look like stones. I've got them hung on the wall. And they look like uh, like the King of Siam, you know, with the turban and Oriental looking. Okay, do they ha- are they made out of plaster or chalkware? They're made well. It looks like stone because in the back there's like uh, bubbles. Yeah, is this like a carving then, like a mask? <laughs> no, I got very the- heavy. I have no idea. Like okay, I, I I've been listening to your show, and I thought, well, maybe I should call. And no, like you should have done. Sent me a picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A photo would help here, and for anyone else listening, including Rita, if it's a, if it's an item like this, or you're even having trouble describing its texture or what it is, you can always click a picture and just email that picture directly to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. So just okay. the easiest way would be with your phone, click a picture, you know, send through email, send it right to sales at torontogoldsilver.com, and away it goes, and all sorts of people get their eyes on it. Yeah. Now, I should say, it's in the 1960s, which she might be describing, there's a lot of chalkware. It looks like it's coal-painted, lots of greens, teals, uh, blacks, and oranges. And this was this stuff from 1950 through about 1965 is very collectible right now, so... Because people are trying at a to glance, get it. you think it could be stone. Is that why she's having this? Yeah, I think it's chalk. Where it's heavy like that, and she says the bubbles on the back should be white, looks like chalk, and they'll be coal painted on the other side. What do they go for? That's the big question. Uh, these faces, sixty to hundred dollars. Oh, cool. Oh All no, right. yeah, no, it's very nice stuff. Okay. Our next caller is Lutz, calling from Alliston. Lutz, how are you? I'm okay. And we know where Alliston is. Yeah, well, I'm. I don't live here. I'm at a containers right now, but I live in Keswick. Okay. Okay, cool. And I have around four, five hundred mannequins. Wow. Like, like you, uh, you, you s- know, Patina V's, Rootsteins, uh, Morghese or Soriano, all these old uh, collectible ones. What oh. do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. You have 500 mannequins? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like in store displays. Like if you were in Reitman's, they had to put the clothes on a mannequin, right? I know what a mannequin yeah. is. How do you end up with 500 of them? <laughs> yeah. And I also have coins, stamps, uh, 
And I have mice and porcelain and, you know, all kinds of stuff I collected. I'm 71 years old. Well, we can help you. I had major surgery, I had heart surgery, everything. So I want to clear out. Now, what you got to do is hang on the line and give your number to uh, Sebastian here, or you can give him her number, or I'll call you during the week, or you can call my store, which is 905 7 Oh, five, yes. 737. 737. Now, those are good. Not that your coins and mannequins aren't, but I was going to ask you to pack all your mannequins in a car and come by, come by yeah, and no, see I me. Pictures <laughs> that you can have a look at and see what's what, you know. I can come up there. That's This is one where I'll have to come and see you. The coins, it's easy to okay. transport. But the mannequins, we can have some fun with that. And, uh, well, mannequins do sell, and some yeah. of the nicer ones sell for a lot of money. I mean, there's a million art students, never mind, that want them. But Yeah, I got, I got a lot of dancers, like belly dancers and stuff like this. Okay. So I, I have collectible ones. And uh, I also, like, I have some dresses. Uh, Wayne Clark. Okay. Like, like vintage samples. dresses? Vintage dresses? Vintage, yeah. All, all Silkes' samples. They only made one of them. Oh, wow. And they go back to the 70s, 80s. Okay, so you're I my person. All kind of stuff that you may be interested. Yeah, Lutz, this is a big undertaking. Wait a minute, Lutz, you're wrong. I, it's not that I may be interested. I am interested. Good. For good. sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, but Lutz, I feel you, man. When you have a, a health incident and you start looking at, oh my God, this is a year of work to unwind a collection like this. It's yeah. big, man. It's intense. Yeah, that's why I want to start because I'm on dialysis three times a week. I oh. heart surgery. I had to. My thyroid taken out. Like, I had a lot of surgeries, so I don't know when it's over. <laughs> I will talk to you. I want you to hang on. Give Sebastian your number, if you can. Yeah, yeah you've called and the right guy. He can, call un- the, I can, he help can undo you. a lot of that stress, yes. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Lutz. Lutz, sounds like a nice guy. What a collection. This is fascinating what people connect, collect. No. He ends up with four to 500 mannequins, some of them collectible, vintage dresses from the 70s and 80s, stamps and coins. You didn't like my line about packing them up in the car and bringing them down? There's no way, yeah. <laughs> no. That, you'd be like two transport trucks, I would guess, yeah. But like, yeah. it is incredible. Like, I mean, if this guy didn't preserve them, they probably might not even exist. You know what I mean? Like, it is interesting to see what different people collect. Well, that's why he has the other stuff, the coins with the mannequins. The mannequins take up half the house. I got to start collecting something small. Like coins or spark plugs. <laughs> Sorry, go next. Our next caller is going to be Richard in Mississauga. Richard is uh, on line four. Richard, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Not bad. What do you got? Um, I'm actually calling to, in reference to the lady that called about the cornflower. Yep. Well, uh, if you want more information about that, my name is Richard Hughes. And oh, my, my come, great, on. My come on. Come on. My great uncle is W.J. Hughes. Okay. (laughs) My grandfather is his twin brother. Okay. Wow. And the reason I called, I caught your, you talking to the lady on the, uh, about the cornflower. Yes. And uh, basically, the information you were giving her was right. Oh. But but if you would... uh, want to find out more about cornflower. Okay. The Dufferin County Museum has the largest collection of cornflower cut glass. Okay. They are, I think, the person who bought my salesman sample catalogs off me years ago. Right. Is that right? Yeah. No, the small world thing. No, you here, this is something that I think our listeners, because there's so many people collecting cornflower out there, Please give that email address again. I don't mind giving this information to our our listeners out there. Because anything that they are, if my listeners are smarter, I'm smarter. Right. Does that make any sense? No. Okay. I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I really don't know how have their... Okay. But okay. So what? where is it? What is it? It's the Dufferin Museum? What is it? The Dufferin County Museum. Okay, and they have a good collection of this sort of stuff. Yeah, right now they're they're uh, building uh, a, a permanent display of it. Okay, but 
every year the other the other thing uh, I wanted to tell you is every year the uh, they have what is called the Cornflower Festival. Okay, there. that's crazy. And, and the, the 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 W.J. Hughes's um, daughter and her husband, who ran the company up yep. until the eighties, and that yep. they're there every year. Uh, at the Cornflower Festival, which is the Sunday before June 8th. Okay, that's but, cool. But there won't be, there's not one this year because they're doing the the, uh, the thing. So yeah. you're teasing us, we can't go for a whole year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but either way, I mean, listen, people who collect it, they're not going to lose interest in the next nine months. No, you know? thank you very much for calling. You know yeah. something? Well, this I... is fantastic. So your uncle was W.J. Hughes. You're calling to say Paul was correct in his assessment of a cornflower yeah. pattern piece, yeah. and he's given us more information. Yeah, my, my uncle, great uncle, was W.J. Hughes. Yeah. Richard, I can't thank you enough for calling in, but first of all, you have to tell me, what industry do you work in now? Are you guys still dealing in uh, fine cutlery plates and all this sort of stuff? No, I don't... Uh... <laughs> I never no, was never really involved with the corn flour, like cutting corn. Okay, flour. okay, but if Paul and I came over to your place for lunch right now, what are the mugs that we're going to sip from at your house? Where oh, do they come from? I've I've got corn flour. Yeah, oh, he does. There you go. That's awesome, Richard. Thank you for your phone call. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio. Wow, you never know who's listening. Eh? When a show is yeah. popular like this, just you have no idea who might be tuning in. Uh, you're listening to Zuma Radio's Consignment Heroes. If you have a rare, interesting item or a collection of something or something old that you can't even identify, an old mask on the wall, and you're curious about it, you can give us a call right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. We'll be right back. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them, so should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com. And be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love from scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We are live on Zoomer Radio at the beautiful Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Yes. And uh, next weekend, you're, I think you're going to be run ragged by the time we get you on next Sunday at 1 p.m. because you've got the big expo. Next yeah. So give people the details again. I'm gonna, I might, we might do the show from the expo. Maybe I'll do it from there. And if I'm on the air, don't come up and interrupt me. But on, uh, <laughs> it's going to be May 5th, 4th, 5th, and 6th. Yes. It's three days. Come early and have, be prepared to have a lot of fun. So we're at the International Center in yeah. Mississauga. Yeah. Parking is free. Free. Entry is $12. Kids and under ki- 12 are free. That's, you know, some, that's Joe a Joe really Montana is going to be there. Bobby Orr is going to be there. Wait a minute. You got to know. Joe Montana will be the tall guy. And, Joe, and Bobby Orr will be the short guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're saying my hand. Yeah. I'm just expressing sorry, okay, myself. Yeah, if you're watching online, I always <laughs> talk with my hands. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yes. And like I say, and uh, I think Davey Winfield was surprised at how big he was. Mm. I've met him before, and it's just huge and huge. And I mean, Jack Morris, who was, remember, he did the Blue Jay telecast, mm-hmm. and uh, all these Montreal guys, and they got a couple of Bobby Bond and Rod Ellis, Ron Ellis. These are 60s. Uh, you know something? If you're going to get a present for somebody, why not get something authentic? Instead of going with these big boxes, yes, get something that means something. If someone's a Bobby Orr fan or a, right. a, a Trache fan, get something. And there's Signed. Also, it's more meaningful. Something yeah. that they'll treasure. And if you don't have it at home already, you can buy stuff there. There's 200 dealers. And they have another stuff. interesting element at the International Center next weekend. The Sports Card Expo. Yeah, you can get your autographs authenticated there by the biggest names in the industry. So if yeah. you have a old program and you got Dave Steeb's autograph and you want to get it authenticated, you can do that there. But why? 
I'm just, it was a bad I'm not example. I'm a fan. I'm not. Okay, fine, fine. Joe Carter. Joe Carter. Fine. I'm just saying. Okay. I just thought that one was more obscure, but they can handle it. Anyway, so that's next weekend. Our next caller is going to be Lorraine in Cambridge. Lorraine, how are you? Hi. Just a question first. When you brought in the, when they brought in the glass from the States for corning, then was it carved here or etched here? Oh, it was all etched here. Now, the cut was cuts were made here. Is that what the thing was about that? Yeah, and they had a counterfeiter. One guy was company. You can tell corn flour because it's got the petals and it's smooth in the middle. And there is one that looks very similar that's not corn flour okay. and doesn't My sell for. My question was about some uh, Japanese cups and saucers. One's a pearlized purple one's um, whatever green but they've got this other one it's gold with raised patterns of roosters on it it's shafford hand paint decorated yeah that's um they they call it shafford even those japanese just uh, make it sound english like stafford Yeah, yeah yeah And uh, it doesn't. Now, if you have the older um, Moriagi or you have the older Japanese stuff that's pre 1900, where it's uh. got the little bumps on the gold on the dragons and stuff, that still sells. The stuff after the war was more mass produced. Jap- Japan says, hey, we can make this stuff and the Americans are going to buy it. Let's uh, make right. lots. Okay, and when you make well, lots of something. I comment on is I used to watch um, um, a, a soap <laughs> years yeah. ago, and in it, whenever they wanted to look like they were elegant, they yeah. would have tea in the cup, china cups and saucers, and it was Royal Albert. And I'm thinking, well, that's not very posh. <laughs> no, it is. You know something. Is that right? I don't, yeah, is that, would that be on the lower end? Yeah, they're trying to look posh, but Royal Albert, Albert is not the highest. And that's what's even worse, what you're saying here, is sometimes they'll have cups and saucers. I, I mean, I mean, I'm even worse than you are. I'll be looking at a TV show. I'll see the cup and saucer and say, this is set in the 1890s. That company that they're having this cup and saucer wasn't made then. Oh, my oh, God. No. And you're like probably one of five guys that could spot it, right? Wow, that's Royal amazing. Adderley. Is it any... Um... Pardon? Royal Adderley, China. Adderley's good stuff. It's mainly known for um, Grandma's um, Chelsea Sprague. It's got the little purple thing on it. But a oh. lot of them, Adderley then went second second tier, as I call it. Right. It was sold in, um, uh, it'd be sold in your variety store and you get it as a gift. Your big ones are like your Dalton, your uh, Royal Crown Derby, uh, Wedgwood, right. uh, Minton. Yeah. Um, Paragon. Paragon, actually, as a China set, you could probably get more for one cup and saucer than you'd get for a whole Minton, I mean, a whole uh, Paragon China set. Okay, that's kind of weird, well, but that's how it is. Paragon, I have Adderley. Yeah, Adderley's still <laughs> anyway, good. Thanks very much. A very interesting show. Thanks Thank for your you. phone call. We're dealing a lot in cups and saucers today, but it is a fascinating market. It really is. But this, I'm more, my biggest concern, I don't want our clients, our listeners out there, to sell them too cheap. Yeah. I want them to know, because people go into their houses, and say, I'll give you $5, and so that's okay if it's a $10 cup and saucer. We're allowed to make money. But you're not allowed to pay someone $5 for a $500 cup and saucer. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, our next caller is John in Hamilton. John, how are you? Hello. Hey, John, what do you have? I have a Wincardon's Medicated Wine Bottle Tonic, January 6, 1949. And the box is in limited condition. Did you say medicated wine? Medicated wine tonic. (laughs) I have no idea. Self-prescribed them that anyway, I guess. Well, I guess it's from England. I was told in England it's quite the collectible. I was reading online that it's it's from the Coleman & Co. uh, Limited of Canada. Interesting. It's got a price tag of a dollar twenty-five, and it's a pharmaceutical product sold to the pharmacy. Okay. Oh, it's definitely going to be collectible, but it's it's not that old. It's probably somewhat rare. I've never heard of this. What do yeah. you got there? I have a Coleman's wine bar, rustic tin side. They used to make it. I didn't. I, I I have never heard of this company, so I don't know how long they were in business doing this. Um, well, it's not you, that long ago either. 19- what is the alcohol rating on it? I am not sure. I, have to, I don't really want to. I don't want to open the box up too much because it's got the label and everything in it. Sorry, read the read the name of it again to me. Wincarnis. W i n c a r n i s. Okay. Okay. Medicated wine tonic. Medicated wine tonic. You gotta wonder. Yeah. And, well, first uh, of all, like alcohol it, rating forty percent or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. See, I, I read online somewhere too that they had. They also made a meat wine or a brewed meat. Okay. Yeah, and it was basically from, this was, I guess this was imported from England, 
by the Coleman and Co. Company of Canada. Okay, so the alcohol rating on your bottle, our producer's telling us, is 17%. So that is higher than okay. normal. Like cooking yeah. wine. Yeah. You know, but this goes into the cl- into that category of what we call like store collectibles, where someone will want a, a Lux detergent 1940s unopened box. Mm. We just sold mm-hmm. one this week for $20. Because people want to buy it, so they can bring them, bring back their, you know, bring back the past and look at it. Sure. And, and a simpler time, and they just want like, uh, but old time, all kind of packages. Like I, we always talk about my Jello box. I want to get. I'm willing to pay like three hundred dollars for a Jello box. Still haven't found one. But what this person, this is not probably collectibles of wine, uh, unless it's a more of a whack. Um, what's it called? No, it'd be collectible as a pharmaceutical slash medical piece. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or just something to put on the shelf. There's collectors for everything out there. And like I say, I'm in this hoarder's house, and they've got all sorts of box. They didn't... I think they moved out of the house and stuff still sitting there. Medicated wine. I'm dying to know, like, was some of this shipped off to Korea or something like that? Because it's 49, right? you got to wonder, like, what was the purpose of this? That's... Cuts and scratches? Dump it on your arm and drink half of it? I don't get it. It must have been sold in not... Maybe like you say in the pharmaceuticals, we don't know. Yeah. Because remember back there, 1960, if you bought booze in Canada, you went into a place, you wrote your little name on what you wanted, you checked off the boxes. Yeah. You didn't actually get to touch the bottles until well, like you know paid the, for them. I want to know the creation of this wine, too. Is it like they just brewed really powerful wine that was disgusting? They go, I got it. We'll sell it to the medical community. You never know, right? Isn't that like the rumored beginning of orange juice? Wasn't it like some farmer... And they're like, oh, orange juice, we'll present it as a breakfast drink. But it never existed. Like, there was no demand. I didn't they know created that. that. I don't know if it's the actual story or the rumored story. But the story goes that, like, a guy who was selling a bunch of oranges, I believe, in Florida. And he's like, well, let's try to make a drink out of it. We'll just pitch it, pitch it as a breakfast drink that you can have. Orange juice. And it never really had a market before that. They created the market. I don't know how much of that is truth or fiction, but it's an interesting story. Yeah. yeah. I would. I, I actually don't know. Now you're going to make me Google this tonight. I'll be After up. the show, we got too much to get I'll to. In fact, we got a minute, so we got to wrap things up. Thank you so much for your call, John and Hamilton. The answer is we don't know. Uh, the gentle warning we get is be careful selling it because there's all sorts of laws yeah. in Ontario about selling any item that contains alcohol. You can sometimes get away with it and say you're buying a collectible bottle and all of the contents and all these things, but you don't want to turn yourself into a lawyer and worry about that stuff. Talk about a segue. I ran into a guy yesterday. His friend friend has 1,700 bottles of you know those bottles have a little train and inside's alcohol? And yeah, 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 He's yeah. He's got 1,700. Where am I going to do with 1,700? And he says they're all still full. And I says, that's going to take us a long time to empty them. Yeah, yeah, because careful we, shipping them too, right? But we could, we might be able to sell it, but it's like the person with the 500 mannequins. But $1,700 of booze with a person with unbelievable self-control who never drank <laughs> a single one. He's probably but prohibitionist. I, back again, we're... I got to remind the, our listeners out there, we buy silver plate. We're buying silver. We're buying gold. Don't be shy about giving me, calling me up if you want to know the price before you sell it. And I want everyone to have a good time out there. Your store is located at 10,341 Young Street. That's 10,341 Young Street. Next week, you'll be at the Sports Card Expo at the International Center. You'll yep. be there for May the 4th, by the way. And a special thanks to show Seb- producer Sebastian Hearn. Yeah, Star Wars collectibles, right? Not a Star Wars baseball. No, but May the 4th. Isn't that a big day? Oh, May yeah. the 4th be with May you. May the yeah. 4th be with you. So go, go bring a Ma- Mark Hamill autograph with you. <laughs> this podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.